Welcome to Self-Awareness for Everyone, a weekly journey into applied guidance for mindfulness, a tool available to everyone to empower us to be more self-aware for greater control of our life experiences. I am MJ Bleehart, storyteller, author, creator, philosopher, and your guide through simple mindfulness tools, conscious reality creation, and similar applications of unselfish self-awareness. This week's topic, is mindfulness of our fear the vehicle to disempower it? Let's be perfectly honest here. We live in a fear-based society. You may not think of it in that way, but it's very hard to ignore because it's everywhere. Fear is used in veritably every political ad that's out there because they want you afraid. Because when you're afraid, you're disempowered. And they feel that they can get all kinds of things past us when we're disempowered and allowing them to do generally some really awful things. And more often than not, they like to play on our fears. But that's not the only place where fear exists in this society. All you have to do is look at veritably any advertisement that's being presented to you. What does that mean? What it means is that you're going to find fear in just about everything. They're trying to sell you product X because if you don't, they want you afraid that you will suffer. And that's where we're going to get down to the overall topic of fear and what fear generally comes down to. Let's face it, nobody likes to suffer. Nobody, and I mean nobody. I'm going to keep repeating that because it's really, really important. Suffering, whether mental, emotional, physical, or spiritual, is unpleasant. And the pain that comes with suffering, whether it's a tangible or an intangible, is unpleasant, distressing, uncomfortable, and just plain awful. Nobody enjoys suffering. And a lot of times, we fear suffering more than we fear anything else that we're going to encounter. It's not so much about the fear of X, Y, or Z. It's about the suffering that will occur as a result of X, Y, or Z. You know what's worse than suffering? More often than not, it's the fear over the worst case scenarios of just how bad it'll be and what it will entail. More often than not, it's not the thing we fear, it's the suffering that will occur as a result of the thing we fear. And more often than not, this is intangible in this day and age. Once upon a time, fear kept us safe. Fear was how we knew to run away when a predator was on the prowl. Fear was how we know that maybe we should not get quite so close to the edge of that particular cliff. Fear, in this sense, is extremely useful to us, but fear has more often than not transferred into something completely intangible and immaterial. The vast majority of the things that we currently fear are things that, when all is said and done, have a limited amount of power over us. When you get down to it, they're on the emotional, mental, and spiritual level. Often the physical things that we fear are not so fearsome because, by and large, humans are the top of the food chain. More than anything else, what we tend to fear physically is other humans. This is another part of the story I don't really need to get into in depth here. But the point I'm trying to get at is that 
fear of suffering is often the real fear that we have. It's not the thing that you're afraid of. It's not the tangible, whether semi-tangible or sort of tangible or intangible, like, say, intimacy, heights, success, failure, abandonment, rejection, and anything else you can think of. That's not what we actually fear. It seems like it. It seems like that's what we're afraid of. But when you get right down to it, it's not heights. It's not spiders. It's not intimacy. It's not success or failure that we fear. Ultimately, what we're afraid of is the suffering that could occur because of any one of these things. For example, intimacy. You fear a broken heart and the suffering that will come with it. Now, I've been dumped, I've dumped people, I've been through a lot of nasty things with relationships, and yeah, it really sucks. And more often than not, when you think about it from the outside and you haven't actually done anything yet, it's terrifying just how much you might suffer as a result of intimacy. Heights? The fear is generally not about the height itself, it's about what happens if you fall from the height, and thus, the suffering that will ensue. When you fall from a great height, you might die and you might get really badly broken or whatever, and that's terrifying. And the suffering that might result is what we're actually afraid of. Success and failure. The suffering that we are fearing is what will happen if we succeed or what will happen if we fail. And again, what that ends up pointing out to is just what kind of suffering might occur. Success or failure might cause people to abandon us, and that might cause us to be alone. It might put us in a position we'd really rather not be in, where we're stuck going, what happened? I succeeded, or I failed, and everybody ran away. And what happens because of that? Suffering. Rejection. Good example. We fear that we're going to suffer because we've lost out, missed out, or otherwise been refused. Now, rejection in and of itself makes a really fascinating topic, but like all the rest of the things that we name that we fear, it's not rejection itself. It's the suffering that will occur once we are rejected. No matter what name we give it, it's always boiling down to suffering. And like I said at the beginning, nobody wants to suffer. Let's talk about the truth of suffering, okay? All of us suffer from time to time. Every single human being on planet Earth suffers, and the suffering occurs on the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual level. Sometimes all of the above, sometimes just one of these, sometimes some combination of these, but everybody, and I mean everybody, experiences suffering at one time or another. And sometimes it's just annoying. Other times it's utterly unbearable. And what happens with that is that we are all going to experience it, whether we like it or not. Fear of suffering is often far more powerful than the actual suffering that will occur. That's something that is really hard to wrap our heads around because it seems kind of ridiculous. But when you look at it, when you look at the situation, it's really not about the fear, it's about the suffering. And what we think is going to occur generally heads over towards a worst case scenario. And nobody wants to experience any given worst case scenario because it sucks. It's not gonna be fun, it's gonna be massively unpleasant, and I know I don't want to experience that. 
One of the best quotes about this concept comes from Paulo Coelho and The Alchemist. Tell your heart that the fear of suffering is worse than the suffering itself. Wow, is that a powerful quote. Because here's the thing. More often than not, it's the fear of the suffering that stays us. It's the fear of suffering that causes us to not make certain choices or to make choices that are actually against our better interests because we're afraid of the suffering. And the thing of it is, there are times where what we fear is actually going to spur us into action and cause us to make choices and decisions to better our lives because it always comes down to a choice, which I'll get more into in a moment here. What I really want to talk about here is how mindfulness of our fear includes figuring out just what it is we're truly afraid of. And I'm going to tell you now that in my experience, most of the time what we fear is the suffering that will occur if X, Y, or Z comes to pass. For example, I was in a situation many years back where I knew my job was on the line. They were making it very, very clear that they were done with me. And initially, I was afraid of what was going to happen. Well, crap, this is going to suck. I'm going to get fired. My life is going to fall apart. Everything's going to be garbage. Ugh, all the worst things I could possibly imagine came to mind. And I got really, really down on myself and really upset. And then it dawned on me. What's the worst that's going to happen here? Yeah, I'm going to lose my job. And it's going to suck because now I have to get another job. But am I all that happy in this job? Eh, it's a job. It makes me some money, but I can do better than this. Why am I getting so freaked out about this? My life is not on the line. I'm not about to go completely bankrupt or utterly broke just because I lose this particular job. So, yeah, it's going to suck but it's not going to be so bad as I fear. And sure enough, the day they fired me, which, good God, I saw that coming from a mile away, I actually didn't let them finish the sentence, and I quit. It sucked on a lot of levels, but I got a better job after that one. Let me get to the crux of the concept I'm discussing here today. Mindfulness of our fear is a vehicle to disempower it. But how on earth does that work? Well... Fear is a natural reaction. You're going to experience fear because you're human. We all experience fear. Whether it's about something tangible or not tangible, we are going to have it happen to us. When we allow ourselves to be mindful and present in the here and now, and really consciously aware of our thoughts, feelings, actions, and intentions, as well as our environment, we open ourselves to looking at the fear for what it is, rather than what it could be. We can look at the situation and go, all right, this might suck, but... And we can look at the fear and what it is that we think is going to happen if it comes to pass and give it logic and reason and rationality and say, okay, this is not going to be good, but it's not going to be nearly as bad as it could B, the worst case scenario is not terribly likely. Sure, it could happen, but by and large, what we fear the most, the suffering we're most afraid of, isn't going to happen. And yet, between our ego, our subconscious minds, we create this idea of terribleness that occurs if our fears are realized. 
But realistically, that's not the case. More often than not, what actually happens when a fear comes to pass is far less bad than you think it's going to be. The fear of the suffering, the fear of what the suffering might be is so much worse than the suffering generally is. And by being mindful and consciously aware and self-aware, we are empowered to look at our fear with reason and logic and rationality and go, okay, you know what? It's going to suck, but I got this. My life is still going on. It's not over. I can move past this. And that's an enormous part of how mindfulness of our fear disempowers the fear. Because that suffering that we're so afraid of, when we look at it from a rational, logical place, doesn't look quite so bad as we think it's going to be. And you know what? Every single one of us is empowered to do this and work with this and use mindfulness of our fear as the vehicle to disempower it and not let fear drive our lives. The more each of us does this individually, the more we can impact the overall collective consciousness and maybe do our part to shift this world from a fear-based society to a reason-based society. And I don't know about you, but that sounds like a really cool idea. Let's get into this week's Applied Guidance for Mindfulness tool. This is going to be challenging for some people because I am asking you to face down your fear. And I know that that is not an easy thing to do. Now, it's possible you're in a position where you don't have something that you're afraid of that's currently impacting you, but this can be applied to any fear you encounter in the future, tangible or intangible. I'd like to share a very important note about this before I get into the tool, which is this. Keep in mind, we cannot run away from, avoid, or hide from our fears and expect them to go away. The only way that we can deal with a fear is to face it head on and use mindfulness and conscious awareness through our mindfulness to cope with it, deal with it, and work with it to make it not have power. You can disempower your fear by being mindful. This is part of how you can do that, and that's how we're going to get into this week's Applied Guidance for Mindfulness tool. One, write down your fear. Give it a name. Yes, I've talked a lot about how your actual fear might be suffering, but I want you to name the fear that you're feeling because that's important at the start here. Two, what is it you think or feel might happen if what you fear comes to pass? Write this out. You need to put it down because the only way to disempower it is to really look at it for all that it is and all the warts and all the nastiness that can be applied. Three, how will that impact you directly? Not the people around you, you. How will that impact you directly? Write this out with as much detail as you possibly can. Four, identify if what you fear is what you named or the suffering that might occur as a result of that fear coming to pass. Again, this is going back into the meat of what I've been talking about here today, and it's that it's not the thing we fear that we're afraid of. It's the suffering that might ensue if it comes to pass. And by identifying that, it helps us further disempower our fear, which brings us to five. Write the response to your worst case 
scenarios. Apply the logic, rationality, and reason and see how it disempowers them. If you see that you're afraid that, okay, I'm terrified of losing my job. Well, what is it you're actually afraid of? I'm afraid that if I lose my job, I'm going to have nothing and everybody's going to hate me and they're all going to run away and my life will be over. Okay, what are the odds of that actually happening? Do you really think that people are going to abandon you just because you lost your job? Is your life going to come to an end because you lost your job? No, that's not what's going to happen. The last time I lost a job, it just sucked for a while and then I moved on. Exactly. And by identifying this and by putting a name to it and writing it out, you can see, you might be able to see that this irrational fear that's making you crazy is just that, irrational. And it's not what you're actually fearing it's going to be. You will be okay. And you can get through this. And by empowering yourself, by disempowering this fear, you gain the ability to work with it. This is where I run into a problem with triggers, just an FYI, because a lot of people look at what triggers them and they run away from it. The problem is by running away from it, you can't fix it. And yes, I recognize certain triggers are very, very hard to deal with and might be better avoided, but some just can't be. And if you're going to avoid these things all your life, you are never going to be in control of your life. Maybe that's harsh. I understand that. I've faced a lot of fears in this life. And maybe I haven't had the same experiences you have, but in my experience, what I can tell you is this. Fear only has as much power as you allow it to have. By being mindful and consciously aware, you are empowered to disempower that fear and be the one in control of your life experience. This isn't easy because fear is a multifaceted sensation of thought feeling, and more. But you are worthy and deserving of making this work for you. Thank you for joining me for Self-Awareness for Everyone. I hope you've enjoyed sharing in this exploration of applied guidance for mindfulness, conscious reality creation, and learning other tools for optimizing our life experiences. If you have any questions or comments, please drop me an email at author at mjbleehart.com. You can follow me via Instagram and Twitter at MJBleehart and on Facebook at BleehartMJ. Thank you to the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network for hosting my show. Please take a moment to explore the Etsy shop from Fee Mahoney, the amazing creator of my cover art, Italia's Inspirations. Please visit my blogs, The Ramblings of the Titanium Dawn at titaniumdawn.com, my articles at mjbleehart.medium.com, and my various published sci-fi and fantasy novels on Amazon. I hope you are discovering how self-awareness can be found via mindfulness and applied to improve not only your life experience, but maybe that of the people around you. As always, please be mindful that you are worthy and deserving of being the best you that you can be. Thank you.